When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're talking about the ship that recently got stuck on the Suez Canal. Here's what you need to know. One of the greatest engineering feats of the 19th century, planning for the Suez Canal officially began in 1854. Ferdinand de Lesseps, a former French diplomat, 
negotiated an agreement with the Egyptian viceroy to build the canal which would connect the Mediterranean and Red Seas. Though it belonged to Egypt, it was the Suez Canal Company started in 1856 and largely owned by the French that was granted the right to operate the canal for 99 years after its completion. Construction for the man-made 120-mile-long canal started in 1859. At first, digging was done by hand using forced laborers. Later, machinery was brought in to finish the job, but labor disputes and cholera outbreaks put construction behind schedule. It wasn't until November of 1869, 15 years after its inception, that the Suez Canal opened for business. The canal increased the ease of global trade, allowing for ships to cut through the Isthmus of Suez in northern Egypt. This meant that ships no longer had to circumvent the Cape of Good Hope in South Africa. The Suez Canal proved to be extremely valuable to international trade, especially with the oil sector, which has many of its oil producers in the Middle East. In 1875, Egypt was plagued by financial troubles and sold its stake in the canal to the British government. After World War II, Egypt evacuated British troops from the Suez Canal Zone and in 1956 nationalized it, hoping to charge tolls that would fund a large dam on the Nile River. The move angered Israel, France, and Britain, and the countries invaded Egypt in an attempt to seize control of the waterway. But their forces later withdrew at the urgency of the United States and the United Nations. In 2015, the canal underwent a costly renovation. The $8.5 million expansion provided ships with a 22-mile channel parallel to the newly deepened mained waterway that allowed for two-way traffic along parts of the canal. The Egyptian government hoped that the new Suez Canal would boost traffic and help earn more income. But things came to a screeching halt on March 23, 2021. At 5.40 a.m., the Ever Given container ship became stuck. Heavy winds battered the cargo ship during a sandstorm, and experts theorized that the large number of containers it was carrying may have acted as a sail, pushing it off course. The Ever Given, which was built in 2018, is nearly a quarter mile long and weighs 220,000 tons. It is among the largest cargo ships in the world and can carry up to 20,000 containers at a time. Typically, about 50 ships pass through the Suez Canal on average each day, and navigation through it is a carefully planned operation. A spokesperson for the Suez Canal Authority said that the two pilots who assisted the Ever Given were extremely experienced, placing the blame on the boat's captain, whom they say is responsible for the safety of the ship. The Ever Given had gotten stuck near the canal's southern entrance on a one-lane section just 984 feet wide. For comparison, the Ever Given is 193 feet wide. The ship's ends were pushed sideways, wedging itself into both banks of the waterway and creating a massive traffic jam. The world's biggest shipping firms face a major gamble this weekend over whether to risk waiting for the Suez Canal to reopen. As new satellite images show, the global thoroughfare remains blocked by a massive cargo ship, and the cost to trade is adding up fast. 
More than 360 ships carrying everything from cars to oil to grain were unable to pass through the canal and were forced to wait outside its entrances. And that number kept growing. An additional 300 ships were said to have been en route to the canal when the Ever Given got stuck. The setback cost billions of dollars in delayed shipments, and some ships had to choose to divert to the African route. Teams were brought in from around the world to figure out how to move the Ever Given. Salvage crews used dredgers, powerful excavating machinery, to remove literal tons of sand from the ship's hull, while tugboats attempted to pull the ship away from the banks. After six grueling days, crews finally freed the Ever Given, with little help from a full moon. With rising waters due to the spring tide, an unusually high tide that occurs in the spring when the moon is full, crews were able to dislodge the boat. Finally, cargo ships stuck on both sides were able to continue their passage, but the six-day delay rocked the global shipping economy, reminding everyone just how fragile it can really be. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats History.com states that the origins of the Suez Canal date back to ancient Egypt. Egyptian pharaoh Senustret III may have built an early canal connecting the Red Sea and the Nile River around 1850 BC. The canal was supposedly finished in the 3rd century BC during the Ptolemaic dynasty, and many historical figures, including Cleopatra, may have traveled on it. During the building of the Suez Canal, there were 120,000 deaths among its 1.5 million workers during the 11-year excavation process. The Ever Given is 1,312 feet long, exactly the maximum length permitted in the canal. Larger than the Eiffel Tower, the ship would take up much of the space in Washington's tidal basin. The Ever Given had previously been to ports in China before heading toward Rotterdam in the Netherlands. It is estimated that about 13% of world trade passes through the Suez Canal. Ships that opted to take an alternative route around Africa and the Cape of Good Hope faced lengthy delays, adding as many as 15 days to their journey. Lloyd's List calculated that the blockage cost $400 million an hour. According to the BBC, a rumor was spread that Egypt's first female ship's captain was to blame. She was not involved in any way. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Alarmy. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hello, everyone. And our very special guest is our friend Renee Felice Smith. Hey, guys. <laughs> now, Renee is a star of NCIS Los Angeles and now published author. Tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about your new picture book, Hugo and the Impossible Thing. hey <laughs> So, yeah, somehow we wrote a book about our incredible miracle pup who did the impossible thing. He, um, he beat an illness that nearly everyone told us was impossible uh, for him to beat. And then we wrote a children's book about it because, hey, we had to get the message out and uh, spread the good word about Hugo. And, um, yeah, it's out and about. It's in basically everywhere you can buy a book, you can buy Hugo, which is (laughs) – 
like pinch me kind of ridiculous but yeah that is really exciting i usually go to um an online retailer called amazon.com to get okay. my book <laughs> it, they sell books and they sell all yeah, the other stuff they, too they do have that sort of thing there don't they um <laughs> But yeah, um, Amazon is a place, but also <laughs> your local indie bookstore is a place because, you know, true. we got to sh- support those guys. And um, yeah, Barnes and Noble is a place. There are lots of places. That's right. Well, nowadays, Barnes and Noble's like back to being indie, right? We got to save Barnes and Noble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is yeah. Barnes and Noble the little guy? <laughs> yes. Somehow that happened. But it's pretty cool to see it out in the world. We just had some really fun insta stories by a teacher in portugal who like designed a whole lesson around hugo um so it's just like what is happening this is so cool to see kind of just the way it is evolving well renee now join us you know we're we're now part of a group of educators you know, the alarmist <laughs> is educating. <laughs> Hugo is now educating. Welcome. I am on board. Oh, oh what a perfect transition. Oh. I did it. Yay. Yay. <laughs> now, <laughs> our, our research assistant, Mullen, found this quote talking about the boat that she said, you know, really summed up the whole show and she got a real kick out of it. And it's from the Secretary General of the International Chamber of Shipping that says, I suspect that we will find that this was a complex series of events. Uh-huh. So- <laughs> Scratch his oh, chin. <laughs> this is a good long chin scratcher. Okay, mm-hmm. I can't wait. Let's, let's dig in. So first, let's start talking about how the canal works. According to The Guardian, this, uh, this is how it works. Ships anchor the night before and wait to set off early the following morning. They meet each other at, the, at Great Bitter Lake, interesting name, where the southbound convoy anchors to let the others pass. Consider a country lane with passing spots only for ships the height of buildings traveling at the speed of a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my wow. god. So there are convoys because for much of its 120 mile length, the canal is narrow. A two way system was constructed at great expense by Egypt in 2015, shortening the southbound convoy transit to 11 hours, but it only runs for 22 miles. For the rest of the passage, the ships must travel single file down a very slim route. Other ships have got into trouble in the Suez. The OOCL Japan lost its steering in 2017 and hit the bank. It destroyed some road and a passing car and was freed in several oh my hours. God, yep. A road and a car? <laughs> <laughs> the the Russian oil tanker Tropico Brilliance closed the canal for three days by getting similarly wedged after a technical problem. So it's happened wow. before. It's not common, but it can happen. I get why it can happen. I was raised on the water, the Great South Bay. My grandfather was a boater forever, and I actually had my boater's license at 14 years old. What? So I, wow. Yeah, so I can put myself in this, you know, what was it? The Evergreen? The, the Ever Given. <laughs> The Ever Given, which th- we need to just, dis- we need to, that's a whole other discussion. What is this name? Ever Given, like, 
uh, fuck or shit or about anything. What is his name? I don't know what his name is. Um, okay. So anyway, ever given driving, riding, how do you say that? Operating, captaining? Mm, sailing. But anyway, my grandfather and I were on the houseboat and we were sailing or riding driving towards the Great South Bay and right at the end of his little creek, this like Swan River Creek, the the um, the sand, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. is kind of like, it, it depends. You have to like hit it at the right time. <laughs> and I remember feeling like, oh shit, we're like running aground. And my grandpa like gave me all these instructions and I was like helping him and we basically like avoided this Bank. ever yeah. given uh, fiasco ever know. given fiasco yeah. we avoided our own ever given yeah yeah but anyway so i like when i learned about this or saw the memes i, I instantly flash back to like that time in my life and i was like oh yeah i can feel the boat being pulled <laughs> kind of into land and wow and then you're on the world stage and that's happening. how embarrassing that sort of a post <laughs> oh. post post traumatic boat dis- disorder. disorder we need to start putting things up on the board but i do want to start by not putting something up on the board the moon mm. The moon, you get out of this one. Why? <laughs> it was a full moon. Okay. And so that raised the tides because right. somehow that happens, oh, which allowed them to God. free allowed the ship. Okay, moon, you're getting the big clap. Okay, clapping it out. We didn't, yes. tell, we didn't even tell Renee what, was, what the big clap yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she, she understands. She gets it. <laughs> so first up, we got too big of a boat. Throw them up there. Um... <laughs> Ever given ran aground after being caught in strong winds in a sandstorm. This is according to CNN. Poor visibility and made it difficult to navigate, according to the Suez Canal Authority. While the Suez Canal is wide enough under normal conditions, the bigger the vessel, the smaller the margin of error. Andrew Kinsey, a senior marine consultant at AGCS, told CNN, Stacking containers higher on these ships also makes them more susceptible to strong winds, which may have been a factor in recent incidents when cargo has been lost during bad weather, he added. Shipping lines argue that ultra-large container vessels are more efficient and environmentally friendly when it comes to transporting large quantities of goods around the globe. But ultra-large container vessels have existed for many years and have sailed through through the Suez Canal without issue. Now, waterways such as the Suez Canal are designed for these vessels' sizes. Almost 19,000 vessels transit the canal annually, or that's uh, 50 a day. And there's only been eight incidents a year over the past decade. Now, Larson acknowledged that, however, it can be challenging for very large container vessels to transit the Suez Canal. This is because the small distance between the ship and the bank of the canal causes waters to flow around the vessel in such a way that risks a momentary loss of steering, he explained. Yes. No. <laughs> not acceptable. Not Come acceptable. On. Transiting the Panama Canal, <laughs> which is narrower. Panama Canal is narrower than the Suez Canal, but it, it's way and it's way more complex. But it takes place in a more oh, controlled God. environment because the ship makes uh, passage okay. indi- individually rather than in a convoy. So, so this is oh, like a little caravan. Okay. Yeah, that's the traffic exactly. jam problem that they have going there. 
Yeah. So my question is, this overloaded ship, uh, hello, we're maxing it out. Are we getting greedy, greedy, green-eyed mm. monster, evergreen? Evergreen. More like evergreen. I'm thinking evergreen. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. Let's slap them on the old board. Right. They're trying to yeah, get, right? get them up. I, I like it. I like greedy. it. Evergreed. Get Evergreedy. Get it's interesting because the company is called it, what's confusing about it is the company's called evergreen but the ship is called ever given right but we're just calling that duo ever greedy capitalism perhaps should go up on the board and this brings me to 100%. one of our listener suggestions mm. this is from at julie the jewels who says the people's obsession with on people's obsession with online shopping for things they don't need? It's going nuts, and the imports are off the wall. <laughs> I like how Julie is really incensed. <laughs> Me too, Julie. I'm with you, girl. Um, I think yeah, this is maybe we should link this back to like Amazon. I don't know. Is this what's happening? Right? We are getting. Um, products from halfway across the world when we could probably get them at the, you know, Big Bob's or whatever that's right down the road from you. But mm-hmm. rather than get up off our fat, lazy butts, we just say, no, I want it to come to my front doorstep. And maybe there's been an increase in shipping because of all that. And- totally. Well, yeah. And also just like dependence on cheaper manufacturing from countries across the, the, yeah. Yeah. the right. world. Yeah. So like that global that- trading. It's a double-edged sword with global training trading, which we should put up on the board. According to the balance.com, international trade opens new markets and exposes countries to goods and services unavailable in their domestic economies. Trade agreements may boost exports and economic growth, but the competition they bring is often damaging to small domestic industries. Mm, so it's 100%. Um, I read something fascinating lawn gnomes, like those little guys you yeah. stick in your front lawn. So the BBC uh, had an article about lawn gnomes and how there's an insane shortage due to this catastrophe <laughs> in the canal. Oh my god. And people over the pandemic have been renovating their gardens and you know everything <sighs> is looking lush back there and they're really looking to just complete their garden with a lawn gnome <laughs> and they're up in arms because the lawn gnomes are not on the shelves and it's a major problem. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is amazing, Renee. Thank you for bringing that up. Now, how do we manufacture this so I can get a lawn gnome in the alarmist jail? Because that visual, I just love it so much. Or even just slapping a lawn gnome. Can we put lawn gnomes up on the board? Well, I mean, uh, the lawn gnome can be a symbol representing online shopping. Online shopping. Totally. Totally. Lawn gnomes and our online shopping obsession. And, okay. and it makes me want to start like a little pottery potter mm-hmm. uh, community who are making local lawn gnomes. What we're looking at here, what we're examining, I think, is international lawn gnomes or foreign lawn gnomes. <laughs> That's the thing we're examining right. here. Because local lawn gnomes, we don't want to 
conflate the issue no, here. That's not, not what it's about. We like local law and notes. We like the locals. We're not sure of the international. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotten, that's not, wait, this could get, wait, this is this bad. This could be not Hold good. On. Hold on. I take everything. We're just going to lift out that quote. We're just going to have Amanda just edit yeah, out yeah, everything yeah. around just that quote. Delete, <laughs> delete, delete. I'm okay. going to put, I'm going to put lawn gnomes that aren't locally sourced. Good. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Now we also have to put strong winds up on the board. This is according to the AP Evergreen Marine Corps, a major Taiwan based shipping company that operates the ship said that the Evergiven had been overcome by strong winds as it entered the canal, something that Egyptian officials earlier said as well. High winds and a sandstorm plagued the area Tuesday with winds gusting 50 uh, uh, kilometers per hour, which is 30 miles per hour. An initial report suggested the ship suffered a power blackout before the incident, something that Bernhard Schulte, ship management, Denied. Initial investigation investigations rule out any mechanic, mechanical or engine failure as a cause of the grounding, the company said. But the Guardian says that the weather was not calm. Not only was there a wind of 30 miles per hour coming from the port quarter, the back left, but there was also a sandstorm and Evergiven left her harbor and set off at eight knots. Now, maybe you know this, uh, Renee, what eight knots mean. But um, no other ship veered through, uh, though they were affected by the sand, same wind. So this was the only ship that was affected and were steaming through the same canal water. The ship ahead, the Costco Galaxy, was as large as the Ever Given, but nothing happened to her. The other 19 ships in the convoy proceeded with no incident except for nearly ramming into each other. Yikes. Yikes. It, it, makes a, it takes a mile or so to fully stop. A mile or so to fully stop. No. Well, I was going to say that about, you know, boating. It's not like you're in a car. You can't just slam on the brakes. Yeah. yeah it's that it's that strange thing of you actually have to throw it. I don't know if you guys, have you ever been on a boat where you have to throw it in reverse and and like slam the gas? Mm. So you're giving it and it's very counterintuitive because you're like, oh, my God, am I going to crash into them? But no, you're slamming it in reverse and you're you know, giving it the boost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So another thing we should put up on the board is something called squat effect or bank effect. Okay. Now, according to the guardian, there's, there's the water, right? So there's a water issue, right? I'm with you so far. <laughs> Canals <laughs> may look calm, but their water can do strange things to big ships causing complex hydrodynamics that can create suction, pulling a ship toward a bank or tipping up its bow. A squat effect can happen because unlike at sea, the water in a canal has to stay put. It bunches up under the ship, the flow speeds up under the hull, and the pressure decreases, sucking the hull down into a vacuum. The squat happens when the bow is raised and the backside sinks. If a ship gets too close to a bank, a bank effect can take hold with equally perilous hydrodynamics. Speed, pressure, and suction pull the ship off course and can send her spinning. Overcorrection using the rudder can make things worse. The bank effect is so complicated, whole PhDs have been done on it. The bigger the ship, the more powerful the sucking. (laughs) 
I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and call bullshit. I don't I don't think this is real. The whirlpool. I, I don't. I just don't think this is real. The whirlpool effect. It's not. I'm just picturing this giant, like swirling whirlpool that's sucking in this giant, also boat that I don't. It's first of all, it's weird. It's like how the ship is like what 300 tons or something like that. 200 tons. Yeah. yeah. 200,000 tons. Oh my god. <laughs> so should we not be creating these canals? Is this a problem? Are we what are we doing? Are we are we fucking with the environment? Are we getting to a bigger <laughs> question here? Are we displacing water and it's I mean, I don't know. I uh, look, you're you're talking about <laughs> colonialism is what you're uh-oh. talking about. Exactly. It's worth uh-oh. thinking Slap about. Slap it up on but, the board. <laughs> Uh-huh. But think about putting a freight like the, without the canal, the freight has to go all the way around South Africa. True. Mm-hmm. So that just is more. Right. That just is more carbon emissions. That's and true. As a people, we love a shortcut. So mm. how can <laughs> we, we not sh- I mean, shortcuts? <laughs> I think we should put shortcuts on the board. Yes, that's a great idea, Amanda. I mean, I'm guilty of a shortcut. Hell yeah, I like a shortcut. We all are. Yeah. And speaking of sort of shortcuts, you know, as so the pilot is mandatory, but tugboats are not mandatory to use when traversing the canal. And apparently, the ever given for for go for went for went for yeah for went tugboats. Oh, mm-hmm. they're trying to cut they costs again. These people <laughs> shortcuts are the greedy motherfuckers. They're shortcutting. <laughs> they're greedy. They want their money. They don't want to pay the tugboat people. They should pay the tugboat people to guide them through these kind of tricky um, areas of the canal. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was cost, but I don't know why you would forego. For, you know what it is? It's like foregoing the extra safety measure. Mm. It's like, okay, you need a pilot and tugboats are recommended, but they're not necessary. And the two big boats that were ahead of the Ever Given had their tugboats. Yep. Everything was fine. Yep. And uh, Ever Given didn't. Ever Given. So, Ever Given's cutting. Their costs. This is reminding me a little bit of when we did Halifax, which was a ship that uh, had this big, there was an explosion, right, on the Halifax. And so the pilot, there's the pilots and then there's the captain. So should we put all of them on the board? Because the pilots are the ones, are they even like, they're provided by like the canal services? Yeah, by the port. And then the captain is, comes with the boat. Yes. Yes, by the, the the pilots come with the canal authority, and the the captain is just the captain. He's the captain's always on a boat. I didn't know the pilot was a thing on a boat. I believe the captain was a female. Okay. Now one some someone on that ship, either one of the pilots or one or the captain, was a female, and they tried to place the blame on whoever this female was. I thought it was uh, one of the pilots. <laughs> So that's an issue. A lot of people don't want to blame the pilot or the captain because they think that there were a lot of other issues, uh, factors. Now, I, I don't want to not talk about this because there, there, there's some other bigger issues we need to talk about. It's not the first time that there's drama in the Suez. And I, and I want to put that up on the board. 
Drama in the Suez. Drama it's not the, the first time that there's drama in the Suez. <laughs> just sounds okay. like a pop song. Okay. Mental Floss says, Egypt and Israel had a salty relationship in the mid-20th century. In 1967, a war broke out between the two, and Israel captured the Sinai Peninsula next door. Awkward. In response, <laughs> Egypt attempted to cripple the Israeli economy by blockading the Suez Canal with sunken ships, mines, and debris so they did they did it to themselves uh trapping trapping what it did was trap 14 unlucky foreign cargo ships in the canal for get this eight years what (laughs) so were people just diving into the canal like how are they're living on the boat for they're not living on the boat for eight years yes eight Years. Well, the boats are stuck there for eight years, but people aren't. No, out there. let's read on. <laughs> Marooned on the canal's Great Bitter Lake, the, now I understand the name. The ship, uh, <laughs> the ships, British, French, American, German, Swedish, Bulgarian, Polish, and Czechoslovakian, clustered in the middle of the lake like a wagon train awaiting an Indian attack. Reported the New York Times. Israel. Con- Israel controlled the east bank of the canal. Egypt was the west. The sailors watched helplessly as both sides exchanged gunfire and rockets over their heads. We were in a very comfortable prison. Captain uh, Marislo Proskirniki, sorry about that, of the Polish ship, Jakarta said, the first month was like a holiday. The second month was very hard. By the end of the third month, it was terrible. Kind of like the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds super familiar. (laughs) With nothing to do besides clean the ship and do basic maintenance work, the boats puttered aimlessly around the Bitter Lake in an attempt to keep the engines well-tuned. With nowhere to go, the crews eventually set aside their homeland differences, moored together, and formed an unofficial micro-nation of sorts, calling themselves the Yellow Fleet, a reference to the windswept sand that piled on their decks each ship adopted a special duty to keep the quote country running smoothly the polish freighter served as a post office the brits hosted soccer matches one ship served as a hospital another was a movie theater on sundays the germans hosted church services and we we called it church uh captain uh wall told the los angeles times but actually it was more of a beer party <laughs> so they took the crisis and they they like bonded over it which is kind of beautiful it is beautiful i mean <laughs> i don't want to be there but it's beautiful looking yeah. back that's crazy eight, eight years yikes, yikes. The, there was only oh and i heard there was only one woman from what i read every all of them were men except oh, for that no. one woman poor that's woman a, that's not a great ratio if you're a guy <laughs> For uh, her, I don't know. It's depending great. on her, depending on her preferences, she may have had a lot of fun. Exactly. <laughs> depending. Oh yikes! Now right. we also, you know, going back a little bit to you know colonialism. I think we have to put Ferdinand de Lesseps. De, de Lesseps. I'm definitely. I think it's <laughs> de Lesseps. De Lesseps. De Lesseps. De Lesseps. I, I just know. I just think it's that because there's a housewife. Oh, <laughs> she knows. Amanda's got this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. So I think he's the guy who orchestrated the 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 building of the canal with the Egyptian government. And let's remember that. 
you know, when this when the canal was built, they used, you know, tens of thousands of peasants at forced labor. They were forced to. Yeah. Now you know, that that's just like a nice name for slavery, right? Just, I like, mean, it, it, yeah, if, if it, it, it's it's essentially. Well, I'd, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah. I was reading that during the building of the Suez Canal, there were one hundred and twenty thousand deaths wow. of the one point five million that worked on on the canal. So 120,000 people died building this canal. The Suez Canal Company, that's a thing, right? The Suez Canal yes, Company? Yes, they were the ones who operated the, the canal in, you know, after it was built for 99 mm-hmm. years. Just a quick time check. Rebecca, is there anything else you want to put up on the board I'm, or Renee or Chris? I'm good to go. How about everyone else? I'm going to say capitalism is kind of our main uh, yeah. culprit here. I think we've got the overloaded ship. I think that, you know, uh, if we had a few less containers, also container ships do, just side note, freak me out because of the 11 years I've spent on the crime procedural (laughs) that I know all of the bad shit that goes into those containers. And and, and I think about, don't they? Yeah, a lot of dead bodies. But also, let me tell you. Okay, so we're going to go on a quick break, but when we get back, we're going to start crossing things off the list. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
All right. Who's to blame for the ship stuck in the Suez Canal? Is it the ever given, too big of a boat, ever greedy shipping company? Capitalism. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Hang on, Renee. We know you're excited, but we have to go through this. We have a, pro- I'm sorry. We have a process. Is yes. it the ob- obsession with online shopping, global trading, lawn, lo- lawn gnomes that are not locally sourced, <laughs> S- strong winds, the bank effect, shortcuts, the Suez Canal pilots, the ever given captain, no tugboats, drama in the Suez, colonialism, or Ferdinand de Lesip. Wow. I thought this would be much easier, but now looking at the list, I'm like, what are we going to cross off? Well, I'm going to throw another one up there that I actually, oh, my brain no. remembered. The good old industrial revolution. Because mm, I'll, I'll tell you, these, these, these canals were built right after they had, they started manufacturing at a higher rate, you know, uh, machines mm-hmm. started replacing sort of workers and we yeah. started shipping internationally, like the whole, the whole world wanted to bigger, bigger faster, faster yeah. better. better. So I mean, just the old industrial revolution. I would say fashion industry too, but you know, it's more than that. It's bigger mm-hmm. than that. That's true. Um, so now we have another one to add to the list, and I just don't know what I'm going. I guess we could take drama in the Suez out first. Yeah, it just feels like ugh, everyone needs to chill out and like cut cut back on the drama on the Suez. You know, I think that strong winds are probably it, it's a major factor along with the overloaded ship. Mm. I see. So perhaps we fold strong winds into the overloaded ship because let's be fair strong winds have always been there you know (laughs) like we need to work with the strong winds we can't just be like winds calm down for a bit we've got bigger ships now winds what what is wind (laughs) i don't know chris amanda you fat is the ocean you're the fat go on your Duck, duck, go and tell us go, what just wind ask is. The internet. What is wind? Yeah, tell us. It's how, God's how wind farts, happens. is what it is. <laughs> oh my God! Perfect. Wind is the flow of gases on a large scale. See? Yeah, like no duh, but like, fart. what is that? Like, what? How does it? How does it start? How does it start? Who started the wind? <laughs> Who started the wind? That's where we have Mother to go. Mother Earth. <laughs> what about folding? Ferdinand or, or, or uh, colonialism into Ferdinand de Les de Lesseps. They go hand in hand. Yeah, and I feel like if anything, he's more to blame for this particular Suez Canal situation than just general colonialism. I don't know the the. I go back and forth, but well, let's do that for now. It's tough. Yeah. What about shortcuts? I love it, but maybe that can be taken off. Yeah, mm. only because the shortcuts in this case are actually really good. I it's, mean, it is good. We're not saying canals are yeah. a bad idea. You know what I mean? Ca- yeah, canals no, are a decent no. idea. I mean, it, it, it's something We're like two weeks. Saying... It saves two weeks of travel yeah. time around the horn. Yeah. yeah. No, we all want to save time. Come on, that's fine. Uh, I think it's just the execution of the, you know, canal sailing. That's the problem Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the lack of tugboats, I'm going to put a circle around that. I want to keep that. I think that is a major factor here. Mm -hmm. And also, I think we can fold uh, global trading into lawn gnomes. Sure. Because if we were buying locally more... Then perhaps yep. 
you know, that would help. Exactly. The lawn gnomes are yeah. representing that, yeah. that element there. Yeah. 100, 100. 100, 100. Now, what about taking <laughs> off the pilots and the captain? Because I don't know if we have enough information to sit, really pin this on them. I think so, too, Amanda. Truth yeah. be told. I like it. Mm. So we still have a lot. Uh, we've got the ever given too big for just being too big, which I like how Amanda pointed out that it's the opposite of Jaws. Opposite of Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> we need a smaller boat. We're gonna need a smaller because, boat. Uh, Rebecca, you put too small of a boat, I believe, on the board for the Jaws episode. Oh. <laughs> so I think you did. <laughs> yes, that sounds like I love me. That so too much. small. So uh, what we've got the boat. Okay, too big of a boat. Ever greedy shipping company. Oh, it, that could fold into capitalism the ever greedy yeah that could fold into capitalism sure. okay and i would also sure. say the ever given could fold into the ever greedy shipping co because yeah. that's why the boat was too big and then we could fold both of them into capitalism i agree i agree with that mm-hmm. yeah with so now we with have it. capitalism obsession with online shopping the lawn gnomes uh the bank effect no tugboats ferdinand de Lesseps, and the good old-fashioned Industrial Revolution. <laughs> what are we going to do here, guys? Bank effect. It's not its... Fu- you know... I don't believe it's real. I, I think... Look, <laughs> okay. But I, I think it's not... The bank effect isn't... I get it. It p- might have actually caused the ship to lose control. But we got to work... You got to work with the canal size when it comes... You got to work with the bank effect. <laughs> yeah. Right? And all the other ships, all the other ships knew and how to work it. You got to work with the wind. You got to work with the bank effect. Otherwise, you take right. yourself down to the Cape of Hope. Yes. And bullshit. Don't blame it no. on the bank effect. Come on. Don't bullshit me. <laughs> bank effect. Get out of here. Bye. You're done. Okay. Bye. So what, Goodbye. I mean, obsession. Is it our fault? Is it our obsession with online shopping? I think it's capitalism at large, right? I don't know. I feel like that's kind of the overall. I mean, in a way, we could fold our obsession with online shopping into lawn gnomes. Because if we were shopping locally, then we wouldn't need to... To, to be so, you know, all of this shipping. I mean, at the, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a problem. I'm a problem. For sure. Oh, I, we all are. That's, that's, a, that's the thing. It's like we can all kind of hold up our hands and be like, yep, I've contributed to this. Yep. And um, I'm guilty. So, so we all so, are. Okay. So that'll get folded in. We've been conditioned. How about Ferdinand? Uh, what are we going to do with Ferdinand? G-O-G-O my. <laughs> I mean, he had the idea to create this canal, mm-hmm. right? And we said shortcuts are good. So we like Ferdinand because he created yeah. a shortcut. I mean, look, would we Ultimately, have done it the way Ferdinand did it? No. If we were figuring no. out who's to blame for the building of the canal, then right. That would be a I, I don't story. think we can put canal canals per se on the chopping block, right? It's not. It's not. <laughs> no victim blame the canal. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you just weren't here, Canal, no boat would have gotten you stuck have in this you. Problem. Exactly. Also, be wider. Why couldn't you have been wider? Come on, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're down to one, two, three, four. Yeah, a classic. Uh, we're down to the classic four, mm-hmm. which are capitalism, 
uh, lawn gnomes, no tugboats, <laughs> and the good old fashioned uh, industrial revolution. Okay, oh, I'm making. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a play here. I yeah. think we should. I I think we should put lawn gnomes that aren't locally sourced in jail, and I think we should uh, put no tugboats. Give it a big slap, and here's why. Okay, mm. so I just think let's use this opportunity. To, it's really like an advertisement we're saying to people, guys, source your stuff locally. If you have room in the backyard or if you have a window that gets a lot of sunlight, <laughs> grow your own little herbs. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I don't think example, herbs were the problem for, with too much basil for example, <laughs> on the ship. <laughs> go thrift store shopping. That's true. You thrift know? Stores. Yeah. All right. Go yeah. use... Um, the farmer's market. Yard your, sales. Love a yard good yard sales. sales. Mm-hmm. What we need is not all the way. We don't need these foreign gnomes. Okay. <laughs> Here he comes again. Oh, Watch no. out. Oh, no. Whoopsie daisy. It's, yeah. it's going to go in the alarmist hall of fame. Wow. I'm honored. I can't believe that I'm contributing in this way. Yes. I, I really am quite flattered. I'm yeah. flushed. So, I mean, I'm going to call it. No tugboats. You're getting the big slap. Lawn gnomes not locally sourced. You're going to the alarmist jail. Yeah. Damn, we did it. <laughs> Renee, I, I didn't even know that you were uh, a boating. Uh, what do you call it when you're <laughs> like a genius? Like you. <laughs> I'm a licensed boater. That's well, what okay, we call fine. It. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Or I was when I was 14. I'm I think sure that probably expired. expired. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just beautiful that you were able to be with us today and help us get to the bottom of who's to blame for the ship that got stuck on the Suez Canal. I think we cracked it. I think it's going to the front page of the Times. And, um, yep. Front page of the Times, baby. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. After the release of the ship on the Suez Canal, according to the AP, blocking something like the Suez Canal, the effect is not only going to be the simple, immediate one with cargo being delayed over the next few weeks, but will actually have repercussions several months down the line for the supply chain. Overall, famed shipping journal Lloyd's List estimates each day the Suez Canal is closed disrupts over $9 billion worth of goods that should be passing through the waterway. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at thealarmistthe on Twitter, at thealarmistpodcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the Chinese massacre of 1871. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.